0: happy friday everybody it's friday april 2nd 2021 this is the second half podcast i'm tom powell and if you're listening to this as always that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order especially this week considering you could have them on the deck did you hear that date april 2nd that's it i mean we're into april baby spring has sprung All you winter haters, rejoice. We are entering into your time of year. Personally, I'm a winter lover. I don't mind the spring. I think it's enjoyable. The summer is where I get... uh, uh, I don't like it at all. So, uh, I've got a couple of months of decent weather to enjoy before I start becoming miserable again and begin my countdown to October. But it's going to be in the 70s here in the Chicagoland area for Easter. It's going to be in the lower 80s at the beginning part of next week. Uh, they're calling for temperatures where I'm at in the far suburbs at the beginning part of next week to be uh, 78 on Monday, 79 on Tuesday with overnight lows that sustain in the upper 60s. That is a hell of a warm-up your lawn's gonna pop your ornamental trees are gonna flower like crazy we've had some pretty decent weather we've had some 60s here the last several days and and then here at the end of this week it dropped down into the 40s again and i was like ah shit, it's gonna be nasty and cold for easter isn't it nope it's gonna be it's gonna pop right back we're gonna be all the way up there in the uh, in the low 70s for easter so should be able to have the sliding glass door open, be able to go out on the deck and stretch out a little bit. It just, that ability, even for winter lovers like me, right, the ability to just get outside and sit on the deck. We have a wonderful 24-foot by 14-foot deck with nice furniture on it. It just creates more living space out there, and you can kind of stretch your legs a little bit, get a nice big gulp of fresh air, Um especially important when you've got guests, right? And, and the house has got more people in it than normal. So, um, looking forward, definitely, to that kind of weather. So get out there and enjoy it this weekend. Have a good Easter, also, by the way. I'm not going to talk about Easter in all of this shit. we got a lot of political stuff to cover here. So I'm not going to talk about Easter, so I'll wish you a happy Easter here. Hope your kids find all the eggs and I hope your baskets floweth over and whatever the hell Uh, it's a blip on the radar for us we're gonna have a few people over it's not a major important holiday for us uh so you guys have a great easter and so forth and so on and let's get on to the meat of the matter here shall we uh first of all for the people who are finding me for the first time as i do every week i gotta remind you that this is an amateur podcast it is not recorded in a studio you're gonna hear background noises you're going to hear, you know, the UPS guy come to the door and my fucking dogs go nuts. It is what it is. I record it right here in my home office. If you follow me on TikTok, I record it right in the same chair, at the same desk, in the same office that I make 90% of my videos from, my, my little home office there. Uh, additionally, if you're finding me for the first time, you probably don't know about my website, so you should probably go check that out. That's Old hippie old h-i-p-p-i-e. H-I-P-P-I-E media.com you're gonna find everything you want to know about me you're gonna find my blog you're gonna find my merch store over 158 different items for you to choose from choose from and you're gonna find links on where you could buy my first two books they are entitled a grateful life the life story of a husband father and taco loving deadhead and dearest Renee letters from the coronavirus war of 2020 and you can get both of those books in paperback or ebook format at that website, oldhippiemedia.com. All right, enough pimping myself out. I mean, I got to do it because nobody else is going to do it. But uh, we, we try not to make the podcast all about selling you my stuff. So let's get into the meat of the matter here. What has been going on this week? Well, I want to start with a little bit of good news, if I could. Because, well, it's good news for me, right? A lot of you, even if you're allies, even if you agree with 99% of the shit I say, are probably not going to agree that this is good news, but um, it's good news for me, especially as an atheist. It is being reported that for the first time in the history of this country, church membership, that is, people who actually get out of their house and go to church and are involved in their church has dipped below 50%. First time ever. According to Gallup, the new number now stands at 47%. 47% of Americans actually go to church. The remainder do not. A majority, ladies and gentlemen, of this country, a majority is non church going. And that's fucking awesome in my world. Uh, I understand that the small local community churches aren't necessarily participating in evil activities in your community. Uh, But I believe all religion is evil. I believe all religion is bullshit. And I think that we are going to progress as a society when we can get that number way, way, way down to under a quarter of our population. We might actually be able to have an elected official who openly espouses their atheism you know maybe i don't know a president who doesn't participate in national prayer day that'd be a a refreshing change of pace i know you guys are going to disagree with that i'm not going to spend a lot of time dwelling on it we can do a whole another podcast some other time about the evils of the church throughout the history of our species but, uh, yeah, I saw that from Gallup. 47% now say that they attend church. For the first time in the history of the country, we have dipped below 50%. I actually kind of celebrated that a little bit. Makes me very happy. We've got to get those numbers down. Uh, in a self-owning bit of news, we have, uh, we have a news story that Darwin himself Would be proud of, right? In a self-owning attempt to just fucking Darwin themselves right out of the gene pool, a gym in New Jersey is offering free memberships to anyone refusing to get vaccinated. You got to marvel. You got to stand in awe when the trash takes itself out, you know? We don't want to mention the the gym or the gym owner's name, or at least I don't want to mention the gym or the gym owner's name because I believe this gentleman is attempting to cash in on the weakest-minded people in our community uh, because this is not the first time he's been entangled with the law due to uh, shit like this. Back last spring he opened in defiance of stay-at-home orders and and was in the news, and and he got a lot of pub from it, and he got a lot of new right-wingers coming in to work out, and and now that the vaccines are being pumped, he's figured out a new marketing ploy. Don't get a vaccine. Help spread the virus, and I'll give you a free membership. He's just looking to cash in, so I'm not going to mention his his name, but it's just... You're excited about possibly getting a, a virus that even if you survive it could and, and, and is proving to result in long term sustained damage I, I find that amazing that that's what you guys are are celebrating in the world that is, that is what you guys are like out there like p- pushing. like yeah, Come to my gym, all of you unvaccinated people, and don't wear your masks and sweat and, 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 and work out and, and come in contact with other people and, and shower in the locker room and, and all of that jazz, and, and we're just going to help continue to propagate this disease that has already killed a half a million plus of our fellow Americans. It's a special brand of stupid, you know? It is... It's weapons-grade stupidity, but it's what we've come to expect from Trump world, right? And he's a Trumper. He, he is. Well, how do you know he's a Trumper? He's, just go look. He's talked about it. He's a Trumper, okay? And It's what we've come to expect from these fucking clowns, right? They have no sense of what reality is. They live in... You, Kellyanne Conway, at the beginning of Trump's presidency, really nailed it best when she coined the term alternative facts. Now you and I, you know, people with a fucking brainstem, we understand that there are no such thing... There are no such things as alternative facts. There are facts and there are lies. Lies. There are no alternative facts. But these people really take it to an art form. They live in an alternate reality. They live in an alternate universe. What's really happening isn't what's really happening. And the the most insane conspiracy theories are taken as truth. It's just bizarre to me that these people continue to live in fantasy. It's fantasy. Trump world is completely made up fantasy land. And they don't I, I don't understand how they don't see it. Yeah, I'll give you a case in point, right? Mike Lindell. You guys know Mike Lindell. He's the my pillow loon. The self admitted former crackhead who turned his life around started a shitty pillow company cutting up pieces of foam and sewing them into pillowcases and selling them to unsuspected rubes across the country. And he latched onto the whole Trump train hardcore and pushed Trump to initiate martial law and and take over the country and blah blah blah. So he's come out. He's the guy that kept pushing the, the, one of the guys who kept pushing the fraud stuff, right? He kept pushing the fraud. It was was all taken away from Trump. There was massive voter fraud. Dominion voting machines changed the votes. And these people helped cover up up this, and these people found extra votes. It was all fucking insane bullshit that's been looked at and dug into a million fucking times and disproven all over again. But um, if you remember, Mike Lindell was the guy that kept saying he had the proof. He was going to release the proof. And then Donnie's lawyers went into court over 60 times. Was They were asked for the proof. They said, eh, we don't really have any fucking proof. Uh, yeah, about that. This is all just so that we can get paid for continuing to come into court on behalf of this fuckstick. Uh, we don't really have anything. It's all kind of just uh, political theater at this point in time to keep his base sending money into him. Anyway. He didn't provide it to Donnie's lawyers when they went into court 60 times. He produced his own mini-documentary and bought airtime and aired the fucking thing and provided zero proof. And the whole purpose of the documentary was to expose the truth, right? He provided zero fucking proof. Um, and now he's come out and said he will produce the proof this summer and uh, the new date is August, right? August is when Donnie is going to be reinstalled as Lord and Savior, uh, uh, King of all Kings, President for Life, The uh, as the North Omaha Cat Lady would say, the uh, Dermusker, the Quivering uh, Orange Gelatin Anus, or some shit like that. She's got some of the greatest lines. But yeah, August. Just listen. Just shh, shh, shh. trust the plan keep sending those donations into donnie keep buying those shitty pillows keep trusting the plan the plan is working just trust the plan okay buy some shitty pillows get you through the summer it's gonna be a rough summer with biden at the helm and then by august by the time your kiddos go back to school our lord and savior donny jesus mcfox stick is going to be reinstalled as the as the as the president for life just keep tra- i i don't even know what to say anymore and people are believing it too right they're believing every fucking bit of it Trust the plan. You guys, no shit. And I know some of you are going to listen to this because you're fucking trolls. And you can't not listen. You can't not watch my video content, can you? Because you're all over my TikToks. Just go to where people that think like you are and you guys can continue to feed each other bullshit conspiracy theories and reaffirm each other's manliness. But since you are going to listen, listen to what I'm about to tell you, okay? You people are the modern-day equivalent of the backwards-ass rural rubes that snake oil salesmen got to buy their shit when they rolled into town on a covered wagon. Literally. You're the people who send seed money to televangelists to make you more money. You're fucking stupid. And I know that you don't think you're stupid. Because that's the thing about stupid people. They don't know they're fucking stupid. Now I'm ignorant. Not stupid. There are a lot of things I don't know. And therefore, I'm ignorant. You are being told what the truth is and are choosing to believe the lie in the face of all the other evidence that mounts around you. That makes you fucking stupid. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you in August. Nothing absolutely nothing August is gonna come and go your kids are gonna go back to school we're gonna begin to turn the the weather calendar and begin to look forward to pumpkin spice everything Halloween decorations are gonna start to come out on the shelves a smidge too early my wife is gonna have a birthday and you will still never see a shred of proof of widespread voter fraud in the 2016 election and Donnie will not be installed as El Presidente and if you believe he's going to be you're literally too stupid to be allowed to breed not breathe breed reproduce have children pass your fucked up genetic spunk on so that the next generation has to deal with a clone of your fucking stupidity. You should be chemically castrated and banned from adopting anybody ever again. You're literally too stupid. Now, obviously, that's a bit of an overreach and extension, so I don't mean that literally. We're not going to ban you from breeding and ban you from adopting, so calm the fuck down. <sighs> It's amazing that I got to put those kind of qualifiers <clears throat> in when I talk to the fucking soft-headed among us. Because they will. They'll come out of the woodwork. I'll, I'll get messages from people. I'll still get messages from people, even the White it. going, oh, oh, so we can't tell people they can't have abortions, but you can tell people I can't adopt? <sighs> And that's the reason why marijuana is so fucking popular. Okay? It makes the stupid go bye-bye. It makes everything feel better. Hang on a minute. As a matter of fact. Just reading this makes me somewhat nauseous. So, allow me to rectify that if I could. Oh, yeah. Yeah makes all the stupid go bye-bye. <sighs> nice. Hey, before we get on with the rest of the political news, I forgot something. To, I forgot to add something in here, and I want to just real quick kind of double back. Um, I want to talk Just I want to ask a question. I don't even want to talk about it because this is not a talking you know, we're not having a conversation uh, about that ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. Let's not give any credence to the QAnon conspiracy theories concerning Hillary Clinton and child sex trafficking. My question is this. Am I the only one who sees a massive fucking problem with our supply chain globally if one ship can get stuck in one canal and throw the world into that much of a tailspin. I, I hate to be the cynical person. I hate to be the negative person, the Debbie Downer about everything. But what I saw while all of that was going on was a, basically, a live feed tutorial explaining to terrorists how to severely fuck up <coughs> the global supply chain, right? Make sure nothing gets through this one narrow ass canal and 12% of the global trade is fucked up, everybody'll go nuts. Blow up one section of one canal and you're all done for a hot minute. I think we got some problems, folks. I think maybe we didn't see we didn't think shit all the way through. We didn't see the issues that that, that that might be coming down the pike if we, if we did something like that. And maybe it's just me. I mean, things have been working just fine, but, you know, it's the unforeseen shit. It's the stuff that you didn't think about before, right? Nobody thought ever that somebody was going to be fucking crazy enough to fly a plane full of people and themselves into a high-rise building in order to blow it up. So, clearly, somebody didn't see this massive fuck-up in the Suez Canal. It happens, right? And no, nobody died in the Suez Canal. I'm not comparing it to. I'm just using examples of things that we never thought could happen and cause so much damage, and, and and destruction, right? In this case, it's disruption. One ship, one canal, runs aground, gets stuck, nothing can get by. of global trade brought to its fucking knees by one boat. Now imagine a terrorist got a hold of one boat, got it into the middle of that canal and blew it up. Imagine terrorists blew up the structure supporting the canal itself in one small section of it. We... Didn't foresee these kinds of issues. Clearly, based on what we we just went through. But I digress. It was just a quick thought on that. I was just like, "Yeah, I don't like what I'm seeing here, man. I don't like the fact that one boat." can really fuck up that much shit in the global trade. I will say this too in regards to that Suez Canal thing. It should, if it hasn't already for you, spotlighted just how interconnected the world is and how nationalism doesn't work anymore, right? Shutting yourself off from the world, right? And saying we're just going to worry about ourselves and you do you and we're not going to we're not going to really deal with one another. Uh, It doesn't really fucking work. Look at how badly the people in this country started to freak out when one ship halfway around the world got stuck in one fucking canal. We are connected. Globalism isn't a theory. It is a current practice. And you're living it, boo-boo. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to some state-level governmental news. We had the Georgia bullshit where they passed uh, the most restrictive and suppressive voter laws since Jim Crow. But one of the things that was particularly interesting in all of this is when a state representative wanted to witness the signing of the law, and she knocked on the governor's door to ask about seeing the signing of the bill and they had her charged with a felony, obstruction and had her removed if your bill is so fucking evil that you have to charge people with felonies for wanting to watch you sign it then you know how bad it is now, personally, I believe this thing is going to get overturned in the courts. It's already been challenged. This shit's going to make its way without a question of a doubt, no matter which way the lower courts rule. It's going to be appealed. It's going to make its way up to the appellate court system and through the appellate court system until eventually it lands at the Supreme Court. My guess is the Supreme Court is going to wind up hearing this case, and my guess is the Supreme Court's going to wind up rejecting this law because they got greedy right they they did everything in the law they didn't just try to suppress the vote they went stupid with it right i mean they took it down to such a petty level that it is now illegal to hand somebody standing in a line to vote a bottle of water you, you know how you know your ideas are bad when you have to make it illegal to hand another human being a bottle of water in order to win your elections Pretty fucking vile. But then you have a fellow lawmaker arrested for a felony for knocking on your office door? Mm. Georgia. Not looking good. Y'all motherfuckers freaked out too, didn't you? Georgia goes blue one fucking time. One fucking time. And you guys just fucking blow a gasket. Oh my word. You guys got to change all the laws. Really kind of nuts when you stop and think about it. But that's Georgia. That'll get overturned in the courts. And it'll provide fuel and ammunition for Stacey Abrams to register even more voters. And drive even more voter turnout. And... Who knows? Maybe she can actually get the job done and flip state level elected offices over to blue as well. And the urban sprawl that is Atlanta could uh, maybe rival what Illinois is experiencing with a vast majority of its state being red, but Chicago being the dominant populous blue center that dominates the political. Will of the state I mean I'd love to see it happen Let's go We lost Ohio Ohio's fucking gone Lost Useless as Underwear on a hooker it's, it's redder than red right now So it'd be nice to pick up another one Like a Georgia That we could start relying on An Arizona That we could start relying on I'll, I'll believe Texas when I see it uh, A red state that is not Going to go blue anytime soon Arkansas, they're just fucking deep red, right, it's, I mean, it's Arkansas, they gave us Bill Clinton, I don't give a shit, right now it is red, alright, and they proved how red they are this past week, with a new anti-trans law that they passed, I gotta tell you guys something, the trans shit is really getting out of hand. It it really is. You guys on the anti-trans side, you you transphobes, you bigots. Let's just call it what what you're bigots. You guys are really getting desperate. So what happened in Arkansas this week? Uh, Well, in typical small government fashion, uh, Arkansas Republicans passed a law banning doctors from performing and insurance companies from covering trans procedures on minors. You no, know, You might hear the word minors and think, well, know, they got a point there. Listen to me. These are minors who are trans and who have consulted with their parents, their doctors, and I'll bet you in some cases therapists, and a team of medical doctors, not just one general practitioner. Oh, you can hear some helicopters flying overhead. We had some choppers flying overhead yesterday. I don't know what the hell for. And they're back. Guys, I swear to God, I haven't grown anything since the 80s. Don't get me wrong, I got some fine, fine, fine herb in here, but... uh, it's all legal it's Illinois motherfucker anyway back to transphobia this bill tells insurance companies you're not allowed to cover this for this group of people and tells doctors you're not allowed to perform this on these people can somebody anybody explain to me how that is small government how that is limited government how that is getting government out of our lives How is it that we could have people who simultaneously scream and yell into their phones about how they don't want the federal government or any government making their medical decisions for them? We don't want socialized medicine. The, doctors, the, the, the government should stay out of my doctor's office and then turn around and pass a horrendously transphobic bill like this. First of all, what happens between my children, myself, and my pediatrician is, has always been, and shall forever be, none of your fucking business. And until you're ready to relinquish some of the parental decisions that you make with your children, to me... And allow me to make my own decisions concerning your children and their medical care based on my beliefs you don't get to say shit about somebody else's kids like ever not just in this instance not just this year not just in this new era of enlightened wokeness ever What happens between me and my kids is none of your fucking business. And if you try to make it your fucking business, you're going to be extraordinarily unhappy with the end result. More to the point, just because you don't agree with a medical procedure doesn't mean you get to tell people who gets it and who doesn't get it. Kind of going back to that abortion thing, right? Don't like abortions? Don't fucking get one. Don't like trans people? Then don't trans yourself into another fucking gender. It's really quite fucking simple. It kind of boils down to that. And once again, I know the trolls are listening, so I'm, I'm really talking to them in this part. you guys have that yellow flag you fly right and i know you think it's cool and everybody's got it who you hang out with and oh my god i might even get a fucking tattoo of it it's so awesome All right? and and i know that you you've seen the, the snake broken up into pieces or the snake curled up in, in 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 getting ready to strike depending on which version of this bullshit flag you have and yeah i've seen the yellow don't tread on me flags with the broken up snake as well some people do actually make those but did you read the words that are on your little yellow flag? Your little piss yellow trader flag? Your little, hey, that's not a traitor flag, but you know what I'm saying. Did you actually bother to read the content? The don't tread on me part, right? I hate to break it to you trolls. You're treading. You became what you hated. You're big government, socialistic, tell-people-what-they-can-do-with-their-lives, scumbags. Mm. It's going to be a rough Easter for you guys, isn't it? With that realization. Yeah, this is going to get struck down in the courts as well. You're stupid for proposing it. You're dumber for passing it. And you just continue to spotlight what a horrible, disgusting, bigoted sack of shit you are. So, uh, to the state of Arkansas, blow me. And yeah, that would be with my male genitalia. It, it, this is amazing about the whole trans thing. Somebody on my TikTok this week said uh, in a comment said to me, "Well, what happens when a trans woman goes to the gynecologist? What's the gynecologist gonna do with that? You know, what's the college gynecologist supposed to do when a trans woman shows up at a gynecologist?" <sighs> Do, do you guys think that there are trans women who still have male genitalia that have unannounced gynecologist visits? How many trans women who still who still possess male genitalia do you actually believe are shocking and surprising gynecologists all ac- across the country with a meat hammer when the gyne was expecting a Vosh. you think there's a rash of that? you think that you think the trans people don't know what doctor to go see and, and if they go see a doctor they don't explain what they're coming in for that there's a little bit of heads up ahead of time let's just say that you don't believe any of that's going on Let's just take a look at your, I know that you guys don't go to the doctors often, often, and I don't either, but you do go to the doctor from time to time, right? And when you go to the doctor, you sit in the room and you wait, and somebody might come in and take your blood pressure and ask you some questions. Let's just say that didn't happen, right? They just stuck your hillbilly ass in a room and left you waiting there. And came back a handful of minutes later, and it was a, They had a doctor with them, and the doctor came in, and it was the first conversation you had with anybody at the doctor's office. Period. Does your doctor not ask you? So what are you coming in for today? Or does your doctor walk in and immediately begin to grab your genitalia to begin examining you without knowing why you're there? Well, it's a gynecologist, Tom. Huh? What else is you gonna grab my ear, my eye? No. The point being is they begin to talk to you first. You have a chance to explain to them what's going on. It it just really blows my mind that there are people who think that there's a rash of people surprising gynecologists all across the country with dick. It's one of the dumber theories I've heard in regards to trans people. And I don't know nearly enough of what I'm supposed to know about trans people, right? I just don't know enough. I am going to say things that are going to be wrong, and I hope to fucking God that the trans community corrects me when I do so that I don't fucking say them again. But I'm pretty fucking sure that trans people, A, know what fucking doctor they're supposed to be seeing, B, discuss with their doctors, why they're coming in, C, get directed to the proper doctors if they're in the wrong fucking place. And D, don't need you worrying about what the fuck they're doing in their doctor's office to begin with. You guys got a real big preoccup- preoccupation with the trans community, don't you? What happens if they go to the wrong doctor? Well, what happens if we let them go to the bathroom? that they hey, uh, What? Trans you guys are just really all worked up about fucking trans all of a sudden Let, Let's listen we're gonna try a whole new thing, right? We're gonna start it today We're gonna all give it a whirl and we're gonna see how it works. Can we try this theory for let's give it three months Okay, three months across the board every man woman and child right I'm going to boil it down very simple so it's not a lot of instructions to follow, but it's a new way of living your life. And if we can try this, I think that we might find that at the end of three months, we might all just actually fucking enjoy it. Well, at least the vast majority will will fucking enjoy it. There will be the Karens and the Chads of the world who aren't going to enjoy it. But here we go. All right, ready? This is my new philosophy on how you should live your life. And enjoy your life. Be happy with your life. Okay. But up, real simple. Grab a pen, pen, pad, pad of paper, and a pen. First day with the new lips. Sorry, guys. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make this quick for you, so you don't have a lot to write down. Ready? Okay. You do you, and let others do them. Blew your mind, didn't I? Jot that down. You do you. Let others do them. Just jot that down. You could put that on one of them little fucking post-it notes and stick it on your rearview mirror in your car so you could see it every fucking day of your life. Hang it from your computer. Whatever. Set it as the background screen of your phone. Right? It's simple. It's small enough. You guys like small and simple. Right? Make America great again. Right? Build the wall. Repeat after me. Bumper sticker politics. It's easy. You do you. Let others do them. Simple. I think what we're going to find is if we just try that for about three months, the world's going to be a really happy place. Now, bonus points. Seriously. Bonus points. If you sprinkle in a little sweet sticky devil's lettuce on top of that, while you're doing you, and letting others do them, round some edges, right? Get yourself a good plug in the neighborhood. Pick yourself up a stack of the, of the sticky icky, you know, and it's like the kind that you can smell from across the room, you know, that kind. I got, I got, in this sack here, I got four different flavors going on and some nice tasty nugs, and believe me when I tell you, you can smell it. You can smell it not only from across the room, but from across the fucking house. Right, So while you're doing you, while you're on your own deck, chilling, doing you, enjoying a little bit of the second half podcast, maybe scrolling through my merch store to see what t-shirt you want to buy, just smoke some of that fine herb. I'm telling you, whatever's bothering you, there's a strain for that. Okay, so we've covered in-state news. We've covered Georgia, and we've covered Arkansas. Shall we get down to Florida? Yeah, let's get down to Florida. Florida. America's incubator of butt sweat and theme parks. A swamp somebody paved over and built a Dollar General and a Publix. They also elected Matt Gates to Congress. Hi Matt, how you doing buddy? If you're listening to this, just want to let you know, heard what happened. Kind of a bad week, huh bud? Yeah, sorry, we got to talk about it though. It's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. Follow my instructions from the last bit, and it'll help you get through this one. Okay, Tiger? All right. Matthew. Poor, poor Matthew. He's under a federal investigation for sex trafficking. Mm. That's got to Um Matt, allegedly has been involved in a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old woman and, and, allegedly, paid her to fly across state lines, travel across state lines, for the purposes of a sexual relationship. That, ladies and gentlemen, is sex trafficking. Now, I have been patiently and diligently awaiting the Save Our Children crowd to hear their thoughts and opinions on the whole Matt Gates thing. But, shockingly, they are uh, quiet as a church mouse. Nobody wants to say dick about fuck when one of their own gets caught doing the shit that they scream and yell about. What's wrong, Save Our Children people? Does this one go against the narrative? Is it not an evil Democrat for you to make fun of and say, look what they're doing. It's bad. It's like bad. See, you guys probably won't say anything about Matt Gates because you didn't hear about it. Because you're too busy hearing the bullshit that is that Hillary Clinton was in charge of that vessel in the Suez Canal, and it was filled with sex children, sex slaves, right? So you'll believe that, but you won't believe this, right? You'll say uh, 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 the the woman who said that she had sex with Biden needs to be heard, but the 26 women who said they had sex with Trump does, don't need to be heard. Same thing goes here. They're not going to say shit about Matt Gates and the sad thing is about the about it is that this fucker probably stands a chance to get reelected should he choose to run because after all it's florida remember when i told you about crazy people that one time it's the thing about crazy people they don't know they're crazy right you you go around florida and you'll see people bragging about themselves being florida man and you 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 just want to say um you, you you do know that that Florida man is 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 like this caricature of the typical Florida redneck lunatic who doesn't know anything, right? A fucking Florida man. <laughs> <sighs> and just before anybody has a conniption fit and says, "See, Democrats get in and they start investigating." their opponents no this particular federal investigation started during the Trump administration it started when the DOJ was run by one Bill Barr damn that's got a sting no points for you this time thanks for playing see your way out never fails right Just find whatever the hell... Listen to whatever the hell it is your local Republican is bitching about today. And that's what they're guilty of. Because that's what it has become in the Trump era. It's not what it used to be like. It's not what old school Republicans were like. But that's what it's become in the Trump era. It is pure projection. Pure projection. And... If they're saying that the Democrats did X, then you can fucking bet your bottom dollar that's, that one of them has done it. Look, he tried to get fucking information from a foreign country. Boom. Impeach for it. My God, his children are getting rich off of his office. Boom. Look at your kids. My God, this. My God, that. My God, this. And all the way down to the fucking pervert and sex trafficking stuff. And then here we go. Right? Here we go. My guess is, if this is real, and I don't know if it is real because we just have a story so far. But if it's real, it's not going to be one. Usually never is. If it's real, this is the first crack in the floodgates. made me just realize floodgates matt gates there's a t-shirt waiting to be made there isn't there ah for another time I wanted to end this week by going over something um that garnered a lot of conversation on tiktok that people still don't seem to fucking grasp the concept of and that would be the reason why trickle down economics do not work the theory of the supply-side demand theory behind economics, okay? So if that's too boring of a topic for you, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it. I'm going to give you a few minutes here and try to see if I can't explain it again better than I could in a 60-second clip, okay? So the Republican theory concerning trickle-down or supply-side economics, which was really popularized under Reagan, is that if you give massive tax breaks to the wealthy to the quote-unquote job creators that they're gonna have so much money left over that it's gonna trickle down to those around you give the business owner the tax break he's going to go out and hire more people or he's gonna raise the salaries of the people that already work for him or something along that line to boost the economy Overall, that money is going to make its way out of his hands, his or her, I say his because I'm a guy, his or her hands and into the economy. And the economy is going to grow and it's going to boom and everything's going to be wonderful. The first problem with it is that it doesn't ever happen that way. Okay, you, 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 you are hard-pressed to, to look through the history of the country and find a time when we drastically cut the upper-class taxes and the end result was an economic boom for the country, okay? It's just not something that occurs with any regularity. So I used a chain of events. Somebody told me to look back 10 years, 12 years. Basically, look back through the Trump and Obama years. I said look back even further than that to my youth, right? Carter handed a bad economy to Reagan. Carter was attempting to turn it around. He was making strides. He was getting a lot of pushback for his thoughts and ideas for how to change things and turn the economy around. But he, at the end of the day, he did hand a bad economy to Ronald Reagan. Okay? Ronald Reagan thought the idea to solve this bad economy... And, and, and let, me, let me just say something real quick. I am not convinced that Republicans actually believe the bullshit they spot when it comes to to tax cuts for the rich and how it's going to trickle down. I believe that's what they use to sell tax cuts for the rich to the working class people who believe that they are millionaires in waiting. Look, when you get up here to our club, you're going to want to pay as little tax as humanly possible too. And it's really just a way of selling it to the Rubes so that they can lower their own fucking taxes and pay less of their own fucking money. Now, Reagan says we need to jumpstart ta- gr- jump the economy by drastically lowering the corporate tax rate. And the problem is, is that the end result of that was massive deficit, massive debt, massive inflation. Okay? In fact, he had to raise taxes after that 14 times in eight years every time in an attempt to get the budget back on track, balance the budget, you know, get us out of the hole, quit deficit spending, and he couldn't do it. Couldn't fucking do it. So he hands the shitty economy over to his vice president, Poppy Bush, who was really pretty much ineffectual because A, he only served one term. And, B, he did have a war in the middle of his term, right? I mean, he had the first Gulf War, and that really kind of consumed his, his, uh, uh, his presidency. And people were just looking for a change at that point in time. So they went with Clinton. And Clinton sat down and negotiated with a Republican-controlled Congress. Shocker. My God, what a novel fucking concept. They came together, and Clinton gave a little, the Republicans gave a little, and they got together on a budget, and for six of Clinton's eight years, we had a balanced budget. We weren't deficit spending anymore. Now, somebody rightfully pointed out, well, didn't he borrow from Social Security in order to make that happen? Yes, he did borrow from Social Security, and yes, that was wrong. He did, however lay out a plan to pay it all back plus interest <clears throat> it was supposed to be done with the surplus that he generated so he borrows 3 trillion dollars or roughly in that neighborhood from social security and he hands George W Bush the next in line a balanced budget and a surplus and that surplus can equate to somewhere in the neighborhood of $12 trillion going back into Social Security over the next decade and a half. So he literally set up a program where we're going to borrow three children, $3 trillion. Now keep in mind, borrowing from Social Security started, once again, under Reagan. It's not new to Clinton. But he continued to do it, but he also set it up so that we were actually running a physical fucking surplus at the end of his two terms. And had Reagan just, or M- Pop, I'm sorry, W. Bush just not fucked it up, we could have given back from the $3 trillion that we borrowed, we could have given back $12 trillion. Put back what Clinton borrowed plus what Reagan borrowed. Plus interest. Not fucking bad, right? Still, he shouldn't have done it, but at least he set it up to rectify itself. And then we had another Republican president. We had W. And the Bush tax cuts, which were massive. We started going the other way again. Not to mention the fact that for the first time in the history of the country... President lowered taxes, with the help of Congress, of course, while going to war. It's never happened. <clears throat> in fact, mo- fact, most times see war come with a slight uptick in taxes, along with asking you to buy bonds, <clears throat> so that they can finance the war. But no, we drastically cut our government income, because we drastically cut the corporate taxes, Again. And then we went into two wars. What was the end result? We had the housing crisis in there as well. What was the end result of all of this? The worst recession since the Great Depression. And when Bush walks out of office, we are hemorrhaging 750,000 jobs a year. Now people are going to go, oh, she had glossed over the whole housing crisis. No, not glossing over anything. Some of you are going to say that Clinton started the housing crisis. Clinton tried to eliminate redlining. In other words, he tried to make it easier for people of low income to be able to obtain mortgages, to be able to build credit and have home ownership. It was Bush that stripped away all of these regulations when it came to the banks and allowed anybody out there who was a lender to become a real estate lender, which is not the way it always happens. And now... Predatory lending became a thing, along with the, hey, let's overlook some of these criteria so that some of these poor people can get houses, and predatory lending became the rage. And as a result, we had the housing crisis. So, we have the housing crisis. We severely cut our government income by by having the massive Bush tax cuts, and we start two wars. And it just throws the entire fucking economy into a tailspin. In comes Obama. Now he doesn't bring it all the way back, but man, does he make a fucking dent. He brings us out of the great greatest recession since the Great Depression. He saves the automotive industry. He doubles the stock market. He halves unemployment, and he oversees the longest streak of private sector job growth in American history. And while doing all of this, he makes sure that 22 million more Americans have health insurance the day he leaves office compared to the day he came into office. I've said it before, I'll say it again. If he was a fucking Republican, they would demand his face be on Mount Rushmore tomorrow. He cuts government spending by two-thirds during all of this as well. He hands Trump an economy that is not even close to being all the way back, but is humming. It's creating jobs. It's growing every month, month after month, year after year. It is cranking along. And Trump comes in, and we get the Trump 2017 tax cuts. One of the first things they did. The first year he was in office, got it passed. The 2017 Trump tax cuts. And he blunts growth. Pre-COVID, in his first three years, Trump creates fewer jobs than Obama did in his last three years. So we're already blunted. We're already beginning to see the negative adverse effects to more corporate tax cuts. Deficit explodes debt rises again. We're right back into it. And then we get the pandemic. And then he does the unthinkable. He ignores the pandemic. He's caught on tape downplaying it. He tries to come up with every bullshit excuse as to why this is going to go away, why this isn't really happening, why we don't need to worry about it. Just get back out and spend. I need my economy to be doing good. Just go spend. Just go spend the end result 52 million people lose their job like that we go into a fucking tailspin eight of the 10 worst days in stock market history happened under the Trump administration we're we're in we're we're out of control we begin to bring it back little by little bit by bit and at the end of his presidency Trump walks out of office the only president in history to have fewer people employed when he leaves office than when he came into office. And don't give me any bullshit about Democratic governors shutting down their states. Republican governors in Texas and Indiana and Florida and elsewhere had at least partial shutdowns shutdowns that affected massive parts of their fucking states. It wasn't a Democratic thing. It was a failed federal leadership thing. It happened all across the country. So we have a history now, right? Republicans come in, cut taxes for the wealthy. The result, an economic downturn. Democrats Democrats come in, right the ship. Republicans come back in, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Okay? So right there, we have a trail of history that trickle-down economics does not fucking work. Okay? Now I gave you the screen door example. I'm going to give it to you again right here. Okay? People go, all right, you must make screen doors. No, I was a landscape contractor. I'm trying to give you something that I didn't do that people can just kind of generally see, right? So let's say you manufacture screen doors. You employ 50 people, you pay exit in taxes. Now I forget what I said in the video, but let's pay you pay 35% in taxes. Okay? You employ 50 people, you're making a good living, they're making a good living, you're profitable. You're, you have demand for your doors. You're making 100,000 screen doors a year. Everybody's happy. One metric changes. One. Your taxes get lowered to 25%. And I think I did 30 to 25% in the video, but whatever. Your taxes get lowered from 35% to 25%. All of a sudden, you have an extra 10% of your money that you're not paying to Uncle Sam. And that is the only metric that changed. Demand didn't go up for your doors because we didn't give a tax cut to the middle class people that was going to be permanent and make them go out and spend money. Right? Not in the least bad. So, if we give the tax break to the job creator, to the wealthy person, and not to the masses, Republicans say that that extra 10% that that business owner is going to get now is going to go towards new salaries. He's going to go out and he's going to hire people, right? He or she. But once again, there's no new demand for his doors. The only metric that changed is that he gets to keep more of his taxes. So as I said in the video, maybe he gives his employees raises, but taxes come and go. They change like the wind, depending on who's in office. And the tax rate could change with the next administration, and then he could be stuck with these higher salaries, and therefore his overhead gets thrown off, and he's either got to raise the price of his doors, or he's got to pocket less money for himself in order to make up the the downfall. So chances are he's not going to do that. And we have historical data that shows that's typically not what happens. Do some companies? Of course Do enough to make a difference? No. He could turn around and give that extra 10% in the form of one-time bonuses to his employees. And and say, hey, guys, we had a good year, you know? They cut our taxes. But he doesn't want to set the precedence. Because once you start giving employees bonuses, once you stop giving them bonuses, they go, "Well, well, we're not worthy anymore? And then it becomes a whole thing. Maybe he goes out and invests in new equipment. But like I said in the video, unless he needs new equipment, then you're spending money to spend money. Okay? Some people say, "Wow, well, he, could, he could take new equipment and begin to depreciate the value it takes to take the tax break. Yeah, he could. They don't typically. Data says they, sh- they don't. Historical data says they don't do that. And once again, you know, I was a landscape contractor. If I didn't need new mowers, why would I go out and spend eleven thousand dollars on a new mower, instead of just folding it over, that money over once and stick it in my pocket? Now, other people said, "Well, they're going to he's going to they're going to spend money on R and D, improve their profit their product, and get a, lower its price and, and get a better market share." Well, a couple of things. First and foremost. Once again, historical data says that doesn't typically happen. I'm not guessing on this. I'm going off the fucking historical data every, that happens every time we lower taxes on these fucking rich people. It, doesn't, it just doesn't happen. Not in enough volume to matter. Second thing I would say about that is, when's the last time you've known a business to spend a fuck ton of money on R&D, To improve their product and then offer that product at the same price as it was before it was improved let alone a cheaper price the new and improved shit is always more money because it's new and improved it's better than it was we just spent a lot of money research and development to make this product better we're gonna now turn around and offer it cheaper You people don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Still others said, well, they're going to expand into new markets. Yes, they could. In some cases, they absolutely could. Once again, historical data says they don't. It would be a prime opportunity for a business owner to take the additional 10% that they're not paying to the government and use it to add on another crew, add on another shift, you know, add on another plant in another state and grab another share of the market now that probably isn't the case with screen door manufacturing it's probably something that's being shipped all over the country but nonetheless you get the idea once again historical data says they don't do that so what does historical data say that they do well the larger companies historically buy back a fuck ton of stock and give bonuses to their shareholders and board members I'm not guessing on this. This is what the historical data says happens. Smaller businesses give it to themselves in the form of bonuses or pay. Because after all, rightfully so, they're the ones that took the fucking risk. They're the ones that stay up late at night. And if they've got a little bit of extra money that they don't have to pay the government, they're rewarding themselves for their hard work. They're not in business to not make it. You know what I mean? Now, flip the whole script, folks. Don't give the businessman or woman the tax break, but give it to the working class person. Now, you're giving it to... 10, 15, 20 times the number of people that you gave the other tax break to. So the spending power alone is massive compared to what you gave to the business owner. The 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 wealthier person. The person who, at the end of the day, didn't need it. person who's going to do with it stuff like I would have done with it, which is stick it in the fucking bank. Right? You give it to the working class people, and they, shocking... I know Spend it Okay Acceleration of currency Some shit like that There's a theory behind it Can't remember exactly what it's called They get their money They spend it quickly They go spend it on groceries and gas And home improvements And dinners out And at the movies You know Shit that makes an economy hum Now, all of a sudden, there are a shitload of families that have extra money at the end of the month. Now, and I hate to go 1958 on you here, but it's just, just give me a minute. Now, the husband is looking at the wife going, hey, you've been bitching about that screen door for three months. Well, we got a little extra coin. The end of the month, due to those tax cuts, we can go get that screen door replaced. All right, let's go get a screen door. Right? What does that result in? Demand for your screen doors is now increased. You now have no choice but to either work a fuck ton of overtime, which means that the people who are already working for you are going to make a lot more money because they're going to be cranking overtime, or you got to hire more people. Either more people for the shift that you're already working, or add on a second shift, or whatever the case may be, to meet the demand of the doors that you're now cranking out the increased demand. As a result of that, you've either put more people to work or paid the people who are working for you more money and more money is making its way into the economy and the economy grows. That is how you grow an economy. I'm not an economic expert by any stretch of the fucking imagination. Alright? It's a goddamn landscaper who doesn't even have a high school diploma. This... Does not take a college degree to figure out. You grow from the ground up. The tree does not grow from the leaves down, it grows from the roots up. The same can be said about a global or even a national economy. The people have to be out spending money to generate demand. For goods and services. Lowering taxes does not generate hiring. Demand for goods and services generates hiring. As a landscaper, I am not going to go hire another crew to cut the same amount of lawns. I'm going to go hire another crew when the number of lawns increases. Okay? When more people call me to get their lawn cut, I go get more people. I go buy more equipment to handle more lawns. Giving me a tax break while I'm a landscape owner does not give the general population more money to want to have more people come to me and get my lawns cut, get their lawns cut by me. Giving them more money makes them want to get their lawn cut and makes me get more lawn contracts. And it forces me to do one of two things. Either turn down the work because I don't have the crews to get it done or add crews to get the work done. And if I turn down the work, that's my own fucking fault. Somebody else is going to get it because now they want to get their lawn cut. So it's still going to go into the economy. I'm just not going to get my cut of it. But if I want my cut of it, I'm going to go out and I'm going to hire more people, therefore putting more people to work, therefore putting more people in my community who have disposable income that are going to spend it at the places that you need to have money being spent in in order to grow the economy. Once again, movie theaters, bowling alleys, tattoo shops, grocery stores. This is really not that difficult, guys. If people don't have money to spend, they don't spend it. If people have too much money and you give them a little bit more, they don't spend it. If people get their money and spend it right away because that's how they're living, when you give them more of their money, they're going to have more money to spend. How fucking bad is your life when a retired hippie stoner landscaper who doesn't have a high school diploma has to teach you how to grow a national fucking economy, you fucking dimwits, okay? Your fucking head has got to be so fucked up that I am the voice of reason in this. It's simple. It's basic fucking simple. I don't even know what to say anymore. I I don't even know what to fucking say anymore. No, trickle-down economics does not work. No, giving corporate tax breaks does not work. Never has, never fucking will. All it results in is higher deficit, higher debts, and more inflation. Cutting taxes for the working and lower class has always, does currently... And will always work when it comes to growing a fucking economy, you fucking morons. You don't even have to listen to me about it. Just go look at the historical data. It's all there for you to see. It's all there. Look at our economy in the wake of these tax moves every fucking time. Biden just wants to raise our taxes. Not if you're making under 400,000, he doesn't. And I got to tell you guys, you got to be it's time to wake up. You're not a millionaire in waiting. Okay? Corporate tax rates do not and will not affect you directly other than giving the people who you work for more money to enjoy their lives when they're not at work. You're still going to be the same miserable prick. Okay? Here endeth the lesson. Hopefully for the last fucking time. Because I can't understand how people with any kind of a functioning brain don't get this. But there it is, in a nutshell. Yeah, Y'all motherfuckers are exhausted. Exhausting. Just tiring. If I could quote the amazing Medea from TikTok, I get so goddamn tired. No, she doesn't say goddamn. I embellish there, so I I, I kind of paraphrased her instead of quoting her. But yeah, I get tired. I get fucking tired dealing with the stupidity. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm still gonna make my TikToks, but you just don't understand how the simplest of shit just isn't understood. <sighs> All right, that's it for this week, guys. You guys have a great fucking Easter. Like I said, get out and enjoy that weather. Quit worrying about the trickle-down economics. Nothing's going to happen this weekend. Nothing's gonna Nothing earth-shattering is going to happen. Get out and enjoy your weather. We'll talk about Chauvin and the Floyd case next week. Uh, <laughs> I really didn't want to get into it this week, and besides, I've already been rambling for an hour and 17, and I like to keep these things around an hour as to not take up too much of your time, but... Uh, yeah, Economics 101, I swear to God. It, it, I First of all, I shouldn't be a teacher. But second of all, if I ever was a teacher, I would be an ineffective teacher because I would be looking at people in my classroom who didn't get this material, and I would literally say to them, what the fuck is wrong with you? D- did you grow up in power lines? Did you eat a lot of paste? Were you dropped a lot as a kid? Does your family tree fork at any point in time is your father related to your sister and not by marriage and I'm guessing that's just going to be frowned upon in an institution of higher learning but goddammit somebody needs to get the fuck back into these institutions and teach the fucking next generation what kind of economic plans work and what kind of economic plans have historically failed so that we don't have another generation of ignorant fucking Republicans who continue to push proven, failed economic policies, driving us further into debt and causing our economy even more fucking hardship. I said I was done and I went back into it. I apologize. Now, go have a good Easter. That's all I got for you guys this week. Until next week, as always, stay grateful.